All right, welcome to the Addicted Hunting Podcast, episode number seven. Uh, I have uh, a few people in the studio tonight. Sean is uh, not with us. He's doing something better, I'm sure. No, he's um, working. Yeah, Calam- he's actually working. Calam- Falls. <laughs> yeah, he's making a terrible. He's st- I think he's stuck in Portland traffic. So we have we have in the studio we have we have Josh. How's it going, guys? We have Phil. Hey. We have Andrew. Hey. And then on the phone we have Jesse Kelly. How's it going? So, what we're going to do this uh, this episode is we're going to go over uh, Josh's hunting season and we're going to go over Andrew's hunting season, kind of dissect it a little bit, kind of look at their takeaways from it, uh, and, and just kind of how it went, what we're going to do, or what they're going to do in their late season and then uh, here in the future of next year, like planning it out. So, uh, Josh, well, I'm just going to hand it over to you and you yeah. kind of give us your background yeah. and like where you're going and what we'll we're doing. this short and sweet because it wasn't that... Wasn't that amazing of a season for me so far, but yeah, um, I mean, elk season for me was, eh, it was all right. We were into elk every now and then, nothing crazy. Couldn't beg an elk to talk to me normally. Marlon went out with you a lot, right? No, no, he didn't. He said he did. Oh my god! But he did not go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I usually take the second week off. Okay. We we hunted together a couple days in the early, you know, first week of it, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I mean, it was just tough. I couldn't get elk to talk all season, and uh, you know, it's whatever. And you guys we, just hunted here locally. Yeah, we just we hunted out of like unit. Okay. An area. Yeah, yeah. Which we've always hunted there. I mean, I've hunted there since I was a kid. Yeah. That's where I pretty much started hunting, and I think what's what I'm starting to realize now is like it's time to start looking at some greener pastures. Or yeah. Just different areas <clears throat> to hunt because it just doesn't seem like there's the amount of elk that were there before. Do yeah. you contribute the them not talking? Do you think pressure or just kind of just them not being there? I feel like they weren't there, but it's hard to say. And that'll I'll come back to that with like the what I learned this year as far as like <laughs> you know uh, we'll just do it right now because we're talking elk right sure. now. Sure. So I mean, beginning of the year, I did probably more scouting this year than I'd ever done in the past. I mean, like I always hunted, but I'm sure like some of the people who listen to this podcast probably listen to the fishing podcast. My original passion's always been fishing. I mean, that's what I do. I fish 365 days a year. I hunt because my dad loves to hunt. Yeah. He fishes with me because I love to fish. So, you know, I didn't always put as much effort into it. And this year I was like, you know, I'm killing an elk this year. I'm going to put in the time, do what it takes. I'm going to kill an elk. And it was, I mean, it was good. Scouting was great. I had cameras up. We had elk on every single camera. I had bulls on camera. Yeah, I got some of your videos. Yeah, I was yeah. getting stoked. I was getting jacked. Did you hunt all around where you yeah, I mean, we, had your cameras? We freaking beat that area up to the point where I was like, all right, if we keep walking here, it's not going to do us any good. I mean, was anybody else like. There the, wasn't a lot of people in the area either. That's weird. So I don't know if they just moved off with all their cows or whatever. Right. But it didn't really seem like they were in the rut because. I went back afterwards to take my cameras down and just for fun, just ripped off a bugle. Just blew and literally, up. Yep. five seconds later, this giant—I mean, it wasn't giant, but it was a really nice five point. Yeah, I mean, it just played into my hands like putty. Cause I'm like, oh. I looked at my dad and I was like, "Do you want to go mess around?" And he's like, "Yeah, why not? Let's yeah, go no, see for sure, for sure." I mean, I—if it was during season, it would have been a dead bull, but oh. it was a nice bull. That's a heartbreaker, man. Like when. Yeah. It, it's like there's certain, and it's so funny because I, I noticed there, there's some people that are out there that they're, they're like, 
oh, you archery hunters, like, and I, I've been told this, even, even I'm, I'll even call him out because he listens to it sometimes, my stepdad. And, and we actually got into a little bit of argument about like archery hunting and how we get to hunt them in the rut and how easy oh, so it is. Easy. And so you easy. get to hunt them when they're yeah. most vulnerable. And like, yes, they are vulnerable, but in the same they're sense, still not like, stupid. dude, they're not <laughs> stupid. Like you can fool their eyes, their ears, but like, Jesse, you know, the wind. yep, there it is, dude. You nailed it. Yeah. Like if you can't fool that nose and, and they don't and call the ghost of the forest for nothing. Right. And they can I don't know disappear. How you hide a thousand pound animal in the woods, but you definitely <laughs> hide a thousand pound animal. Yeah. They can disappear like a ghost. Oh yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, so it's it, no, it's it's definitely. And they right. always seem to stand behind the right tree, every oh, yeah. single time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they can come in like a ghost too. You never can hear them. It's you, weird yeah. that a big animal like that can literally come in without breaking a single stick. Dude, if I weighed that much and walked through the woods, you know how much noise I would make? I, I think know, it would be ridiculous. I weighed a tenth of that. <laughs> no, two tenths of that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like that bull two years ago when I ran into you and Sean in the woods, Jesse. That bull oh, yeah. literally walked within he, – he came up within ten yards of me, and I didn't even know it till he barked in my face. Right. Yeah, there. And they're you fine. know what draw that was through. That's loud. And he didn't make a single sound. Yeah, just walking through a brush hole without even making a peep. Without making a peep. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, yeah. It's, dude, yeah. Everybody knows who hunts up. Like, you, you see the their hoof prints on the ground. Like, dude, I don't, know how, they, I don't know how they do it. Like, yeah. literally have no clue. And then they just show up. So mm-hmm. it's like, and then any movement you make, like, they're on it. I mean, it's, it's tough. So it's closing the distance and all that. Like, but, uh, so your elk season, basically, from what I'm hearing for lack of better terms, sucked. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I had some takeaways. I think that's the most important part. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm still going to scout. But yeah. I'm definitely, and already have, found a different area to hunt next year. Yeah. I think I'm going to get some bikes and maybe put in a little more. What kind more, of bikes? Put in a little more effort. I'm going to get some rad power bikes. Rad power there bikes. There you go. Put in a little bit more effort, ride in a couple miles. And I got a buddy who hunts it late season. And we went in there and scouted it. I mean, it's just like. Late season for pretty, elk? No, this will be early. Oh, it's only, oh, it's okay. only open during early season, but okay. it's loaded. I mean, just by the amount of elk and tracks. And so a little bit of, it takes a little bit to get back in there. Yeah, it takes a little bit for yeah. sure. So yeah, that's yeah. that's game plan next year. Hopefully we'll see what happens. And then did you do things change. Do you have anything like early season for deer? Like, Or did you just basically I'm kind of like, so for me, early season deer, like I'm really bad at like, if, an, if a deer presents itself, <laughs> You're an opportunist. I mean, I'm going to shoot it because at the end of the day, I want venison in my freezer. Sure, sure. This year, I didn't do that. And I'm like, kind of like, man, I should have just shot. I mean, I would have shot a doe. So I'm kind of like, meh, I probably should have just shot the first big doe. Because I drew back on a bunch of them. Just, you know, it's good practice. It's it's really, that's one thing like people should do a lot more of is, is honestly like doing that. That's like a really good point to hit on is, is just practicing that. Like literally practice it as, act as if it is a big buck because you get these yeah. opportunities only so many times oh trust me i it's got like, some stories of my old man because i'm usually the caller <laughs> yeah not for deer but for elk I'm, yeah. I'm usually the caller and he's the one he choked on me pretty big on a big bull oh so. dear that's biggest bull he would have ever shot hopefully he doesn't listen to this he's gonna be like yeah, hanging his head know, down right? a little bit yeah oh i was mad i threw the call on the ground we've all been there yeah we've all been there as callers like I'm not. I'm not gonna. What the heck? I'm not. I wasn't a big elk hunter till like this year. Like after 
this was the first year like I took it I didn't even take it serious I'm not even gonna lie I got lucky um and I don't know if you heard Josh like yeah, I heard it, the yeah so dude I understand like how people get like oh it's frustrating but dude like when but you have a bull come in just like shaking it's, up I mean I've called at them they bugled back but then like not knowing what to do and then just this year man everything came together and just was insane so it's for me honestly I think that calling elk is more of an adrenaline rush than Dude, it's like playing maybe. God. Like you're literally convincing an animal that yeah. you're like coming in to challenge him. What's that, Phil? Just do it, Phil. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. We're not. We're not ashamed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about it. Like it honestly, it gives me the chills. Like I love. Honestly, I love to fish. Yeah. But if I had a choice during that time frame, like during elk season, dude, and that's what's I'm rough elk hunting for you. Yeah, because you guys have. Oh, salmon. I don't care about fishing right then. Oh wow. Like, I'd rather elk hunt. Yeah, there you go. Then it's kind of like a, a break, a and it's peaceful, <laughs> and like yeah. it's an adrenaline rush calling an elk, and there's there's not a whole lot of there, you can't. There's not a whole that. lot that will tear me away from fishing, and that will. That's yeah. awesome. Screaming bulls in your face. It, it's pretty hard. Yeah. to You know. Definitely. That is like the single most thing that I miss the most being up in Kodiak every year. Yeah. I miss that. You're always I, welcome I miss to it so much. Come down and hang I out. You're always, you're always welcome to hear a beagle. To have us come up there too, Phil. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've never got the invite, <laughs> even though I've only <laughs> known it's you. It's not as like... exciting as beagle and elk. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? You have brown bears, bro. Like that. Like that's not okay, exciting. Yeah, that, that is pretty exciting. It's like they're cute and cuddly. But takes pretty pictures of them. When am I hearing an elk again? It's been three years. Yeah, well, you know, you can come down and we'll. I'll show you. Jesse will call I'll show you some video you. when we're done. Yeah, you can yeah, see, right? you can yeah. see some video. All right, <laughs> you can relive it. Close your eyes, dream about it. So I'll wrap this up real quick. So early season, yeah, pretty. I mean, it was fun. I have a good time being in the woods, yeah. doing whatever. But generally, I try to like this year, especially. I wanted to focus more on late season. We'll see what happens. But my game plan is basically go plop my ass in a tree stand in 14 degree. Hopefully. Hopefully it's cold, man. Hopefully it's cold. Yeah. But yeah, I have an uncle who has private property in the area. And yep. We'll go sit up in tree stands and see what happens. Oh, we're going to have to bleep that out. No, oh, sorry. To we don't say, say areas. Yeah. Oh, no away. river, man. It's all right. We'll beep it out. Dude, I got, I got <laughs> bleeped on one episode. That's a big area. <laughs> That's what I do. This is the same thing I said. <laughs> They're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to be far from you, so I'll be right there. So you're really not going to focus then on elk, just mostly deer in the lake. Mostly deer, then. yeah. Okay. I mean, I might try to do some elk stuff, but generally I'd rather get that deer tag filled up and then for sure. maybe go check out some other stuff on the coast or whatever, see what's going on. Well, and then, on. I mean, I'm, if, if Marlon hasn't invited you already, you know, he's got his, he's got his little secret honey holes. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one's not my favorite. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, your dad went in there last year, right? I went in there with my dad, dude. I, you guys were like in there the day before me, and then I smoked my deer right after. We had after. we had deer come in, but like my dad, I think my dad was just not feeling the whole where it's at. You know, I, like, dude, it's, it's these, public land, hundred percent. It's, land, it's they urban do. deer, though. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of it's to me, pretty, it's kind of cool, but yeah, I, I get where he's coming from. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk to Andrew here, because you you had a you had a good elk season. I <laughs> had a, yeah, we had a good elk season. Um, you know, it took a lot of effort, but we did. Um, we were over in Idaho, and me and a buddy Nick drove over there, and his brother Brad ended up showing up a few days later. But our first day over there, um, drove through the night and set up camp. Next morning, woke up. 
walked up the hill, basically shot a bull. <laughs> that never happens. That's never happened to me in my life. That's like cast, catching a fish, like on the first cast. First cast. That happens all the time. Uh, yeah, go so, home. Yeah, <laughs> actually, like, the only time I ever catch you fish. You go home after that. You go home because it's going to be a long day. Uh-huh. So, you know, that happened. And, you know, instantly you think, wow, this is like, this is how our season's going to go. Yeah, dude, you found the Mecca. It's, we, yeah. you know, we walk up the hill, we shoot a bull, pack it off. It's like, let's do it again tomorrow. Let's go home. Or, or, we always say like we're gonna tag out early and we're gonna vacation for like five days. Never that has never happened. happened. See, I think every elk camp. I've gone out yeah. of state. Uh, this would be that was my fourth fourth year out of state. For, specifically for elk, though, right? S- specifically for okay. elk, and that has never happened. I'm waiting for the day that we tag out early and we always like pack our fly rods and we're like we're gonna go hit these blue ribbon rivers and you know never happens. We hunt. Phil's shaking his head. Did He's like, I? You just need to at least have one day. We pack a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> last year we did. La- so not, that so not this last year, but the year before last, we were burned out from basically not seeing very many elk. Um, we ended up tagging out both both me and Brad. But and I'm real quick. I'm going to give credit to you guys, like like because I said I'm not I'm not a huge huge elk hunter. Like I I I understand it and I understand how you get addicted to it, but. The days you can go without seeing animals. That's why I love deer hunting. Like, I'm obsessed with deer hunting. But, th- like, the days that you can go without seeing elk and the miles the, we put the on. Oh, too. my God, dude. It just wears on me. That's I'm like, this drive. is pointless. We, I'm walking to nowhere. Because then you snap of fingers. Yeah, it's it's that quick. Yeah. You break over Absolutely. We were doing, uh, this year, I, we averaged out. We were doing 10 to 14 mile days every day. That's covering ground. And there was... I think I think it's one, but now I'm thinking about. It, I think it's two days that we didn't see or hear an elk. Wow. Other days we were in elk pretty much every day. Not not necessarily in range of shooting, but we were seeing elk. We were into them. We were They're getting pretty clo- vocal. They, you know, they were. If you got if you got in tight, yeah, you, you know, had to was, get into their bubble. Yeah, you had to get in tight. Um, we had a few that would, you know, we could see them from a distance and they'd, we'd scream at them, see if they were even wanting to play the game. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. well, if they're way up there and they don't want to play the game, then, you know, we'll find one closer or try to. Sure. And, uh, we had a few torch off from pretty far away, but, um, it was kind of quiet until you got in tight. And that's, that's where we kind of found our magic is getting in tight that yeah. other than Nick's bull become a threat. Swear to God. <laughs> uh, I called Nick's bull in from, as a crow flies, I think like 1.5 miles away. Dude, that's but it's it's pretty we, open though over there too, right? Where it was running? it was, and that was the thing this season. So last few years in Idaho, I've been hunting completely different country than what I went into this year. I went over there this year, and we're we're talking like completely different, like pretty open, flat. Um, I saw some, some of the footage of it. Yeah, like some sage, a lot of sage, and, yeah. and I go, you know, I go over there, and I'm thinking. There ain't no elk over here. This is mule deer country. And where were you hunting there, Josh? Sure, as shit, you know, there's uh there's definitely elk over there and we that morning we hiked up that ridge and we kind of looked over. It was right at daylight and we looked up and there was a herd kind of moving through a draw and I started cow calling through my bugle cuz they were far away. I wanted to catch their attention. Cow called twice and bugled and this bull popped his head up and literally looked at us from a mile and a half away like like on a laser looked directly at us and just dropped 
And that is one thing I have I did learn this year is as far as them being able to pinpoint you, oh, when they'll you pinpoint, call, they'll pinpoint dude, you. Dude, it was oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he he dropped like he I and I I this was my first time over there, so I didn't know how deep this canyon was. And Nick had been over there one time before, and he dropped, and we kind of kept calling, kept calling. It's like, well, you know, he. I don't know, maybe he moved off. Maybe he dropped and kind of circled around and went back up with his cows because his cows were moving kind of the direction that he dropped into the canyon. And so we started calling, and he, uh, we just stopped, and we were bullshitting, and all of a sudden, you know, there he was. It was like, okay. So we start, I started calling again, cow calling. And How far away was he at this point? He was like 45, 50 yards, but he was – Back behind some pines. So he just showed up once again. Just showed up. Like me and Nick were just sitting here. Well, we were kind. Of, we were debating whether we were going to drop into this canyon or not. Because dropping into this into this canyon kind of would have ruined our whole hunt day. Because we there was no other place for us to go other than down and out back towards the truck. And it's like, well, we can do that, or we can keep going along this ridge, get up into a few different basins, and 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 keep going you know progress the day because this at this point it's only 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning and yeah, it's like really do we really is. want to draw and he wasn't super impressive i mean he's a he's a five point really nice bull something i would never pass on i don't pass on elk i wouldn't pass <laughs> on a calf so <laughs> we uh, <laughs> they give you an opportunity yeah, yeah. You, you take your opportunities i'm not a trophy hunter by any means i would i will never pass any elk until any elk in a legal unit i will pass on cow on cows for the first week over in Idaho. Man. Well, but, okay. I mean, he is out of state. Like, he's in going, Idaho, yeah, he I'll, is out of state. I'll give him it's that. A little different. But over here, no. The, the first Unless week, Jesse Kelly. The first, yeah. The first week, it's a bull hunt. And then, what do you mean? And after that, it's a, it's a, it's a hair tag. But, um, yeah. So, we were debating on whether we were going to drop into this canyon or not. And all of a sudden, he just kind of showed up at like 50 yards, 45, 50 yards. And Nick's like, there he is, there he is. And so we dropped down, and luckily we were in the shadows. We had a tree to our back, and we were a uh, tree had cast a shadow over over us. And I just cow called. He kind of he swirled twice, got nervous. Um, I think I called him back up a total of three times, and third time I didn't get the shot. I didn't get the arrow hitting him on video, but you can hear it. And Nick put an excellent shot from the time. That he showed up to the time Nick shot him. Uh, he held his draw for three minutes straight. So you guys were in front of the tree. That's impressive. Three minutes. Wow. Three minutes straight. He uh, and I know there's controversy over this, but he he took a frontal shot and. Dude, that's I'm all about the frontal yeah, shot. Yeah, you can he, do it by all means. Take it. Yeah, close range. I'll take it. He it's the only he, shot I have. He this shot year, him. So I it. it was uh, 37 yards. Wow. So. Dude, if you're consistent and like, and you're shooting, and like, you're confident. That's all that matters. If you're confident. yeah, and, yeah. And Nick's been shooting his like he, so he's been deployed for the last few years and hasn't been able to hunt. And that was kind of a goal of mine this year was to get him like a a good branch bull. Right on it. That was that's awesome. And we, you know, we we go back and forth, but I told him I said, hey, I'll give you the entire first day or four Collins. Because we didn't like going into this area, I didn't know if it was going to be like like Jurassic Just Park bonkers. or if it was going to be dead. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you the first day, or I'll give you the first four Collins. Whether first four Collins took us six days, I didn't know. Yeah, 
but I told him I'd do do that for him, and then after that, it was alternating call-ins. But going going back, like I like I'm big on hitting on like certain points and stories. Is is you were saying like you were in front of the tree, um, and I like because I focus like on a lot of green hunters. Um, and, and one thing I want to throw out there is being in front of the tree and not hiding behind it. Absolutely. Cause you trust your camo. You got, and you know, these elk are, they're smart, but there's a lot of, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of room for error, but you can, I their eyes you, you got to be in the situation it. and know, you know what I'm talking about, Jesse? Like you, you oh, have yeah, a lot of experience elk hunting too. Like there, there's room for error and. As long as you know what to do right when that happens, like when that bull swirled the first time, most new hunters are just gonna say, "Well, that's over." I got on the cow call immediately, just meow, meow, meow. Call, you know, within five seconds, he turned back around and came back looking, and, and you know, I was like a chick on Tinder, but you were know, were you guys side by side or were you drop back? I was side by. We were side by side. Oh, wow. I, we okay. didn't have the opportunity to drop back, sure. so we're sitting there talking about dropping in this canyon and. All of a sudden, this elk's there, and I was like, "Did he come in quiet the whole came, time?" Yep, he came in quiet, and that's how we didn't know. Like, that's why we were talking about whether we we're going to drop in and try getting him. But uh, yeah, he he came in quiet and whatever, you know, thirty-seven yard shot frontal, and how far did he go? <laughs> hmm. So this we're is not going to talk about that. No, no, no. Oh, okay. This is the testament to the frontal shot. You know, we. He took the shot, you know, it was all high fives and, and celebrating, you know, first day success over there. It's like, you know, there's no, no other high like that. You know, you drive, you drive 14 hours, 15 yeah. hours straight, yeah. you, you go over that, to Jesse. a place, <laughs> you set up camp, you go hunting the first day you're over there and within, you know, at 830 in the morning, you're tagged or potentially tagged out. You mean you got an arrow in a bowl? There is no other oh, high yeah. like that. I mean, you, th we, we as hunters and, and, you know, I won't take it away from, rifle hunters or deer hunters or anything elk hunters take take this serious and we wait a year for this mm -hmm. and when it happens that first day there is no other high like that and, and it's true like what especially you're saying for so a true. guy sorry to interrupt especially no. for a guy you know it's been deployed for the last two years and literally he's been on a boat on a navy ship for the last two years just chomping at the bit to get in the woods yeah and to happen on the first day you know it and was seeing nothing but dudes every single day there's chicks too oh, yeah, no. but <laughs> <laughs> so anyways we he took the shot um we gave him we we gave him 20 minutes and i'm a very impatient person and i like to see so we walked up there started initially like circling where we thought he was and we're not seeing any blood and it was like Nick starts. That's an issue with it, though. Too. Well, so Nick starts getting nervous, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, I heard the thump. I've got it on camera. We looked at we looked at the camera. the The footage isn't great, but you can see the the arrow hit the elk and the thud that that arrow makes. I mean, it wasn't like bone thud. It was a sinking thud, yeah. like like a drum. Whop, you know, it was sound. the big whop, you know. And uh, so we start like circling, circling, getting bigger, because you know. Elk don't bleed like right when you shoot them. I mean, you got to give them. Don't I would I would say don't get don't start getting nervous especially if you don't find blood within a hundred yards. Yeah. Dude, I didn't have any blood, but he also died. Seven, you know, especially seven yards when they're whirling. So, anyways, we start gridding. Well, I it was hard to see where he actually took off, and because we were so you know on a high, we really didn't watch where he went through the timber. So I start kind of spreading my wings out, and I start looking little around 
Well, when I found blood, I found a lot of blood. Yeah. And uh, like uh, a lot as in buckets. And That's what you want. We sat down. Nick wanted, Nick wanted to wait. So I, it was his bowl, his decision. I sure. said, all right, let's, let's wait it out. You guys waited 20 minutes, though, right off the get-go, right? Yes. Okay. And then, um, like, 15 minutes after that. Because I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I kept telling him, I'm like, dude, your bull's, your, your bull's much dead. The, with the amount of blood we're seeing, I said, your bull's dead 80 yards in the timber. He was 78 yards in the timber. Yep. And That's awesome. piled up big time. Um, awesome moment, you know. Just yeah, to be successful great. on the first days. To be successful on the first days is one thing, but doing it for a buddy who's serving yeah, our country exactly. and ha- hasn't been able to elk hunt for the last two years, you know, it means it meant a lot to me to try to get him elk, his elk first. That's awesome. Like that. Well, especially in a place that you can't get boots on the ground. Like, yeah, you know, this be able to look on Google Earth, figure out where you're going to go and get there, set up camp and be able to being right first thing in the morning that's absolutely that and that's what it's all about and then uh, yeah. so got his bull off the mountain um or got so there's kind of a there's there's a bad story to this good story okay. um so we packed half his bull off the mountain uh nick's and and it, i'm not i'm not gonna take anything away from nick but nick had bought a new pack and hadn't quite we, we thought we had it fitted right, and when we loaded his pack, we were going to try to one, one shot him out, oh. <laughs> which I've done before, and I told, and I told yeah, him. Yeah, but you pay for it dearly. And, I, and that's kind of what I told him. I said, hey, dude, you know, we can try. I, t- I tried to tell him, no, let's not do this. I've done it before. How far was the pack? Three and a half miles. I mean, that's not bad to, like, do, do one like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. All uphill, downhill. is downhill, but I'd rather, rather up I'd rather walk uphill. I'd rather walk uphill, Downhill with that heavy That's of a brutal. pack, yeah. So, I packed out a hindquarter and a front shoulder this year, and, like, it's, like, I don't, like, and I know there's people that are, like, probably listening, they're like, oh, you pussy. Like, I don't care. I'm 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 in fitness. Like, this is well, this what I do for a living. Like, it is terrible. You can destroy your hips like it's no joke yeah, like you hips knees, i don't well, yeah everything. like i don't care what people say you will destroy your hips and there will talking, be physical therapy that will never fix that we're talking you know we're talking and this is what i was trying to tell him like hey dude we're on a 17 day hunt this is day one do we, <laughs> yeah, do we really want to wreck ourselves on day one yeah because a, a, a pack out like that you're literally probably going to be the next day and a half you're going to be stoved up big time and you guys probably still have adrenaline going and all that. Well, and this just... is what I told him. I said, hey, I did this last year with his brother's bull. And I said, "This that was the worst. De- I mean, it was the best and worst decision because last year we shot his brother's bull on the last day. And it was like, okay, do we take one more day to pack it out and not get out of here? I mean, we'd been gone for 16 days already. I got a, I got a wife and kids. I start. Mid- I was just going to ask you, I, a wife. I, that's a whole <laughs> – this is this is going along with the story. but uh, A rabbit hole here. So – uh, he we load up a hind quarter and a front on both our packs. We're we're both running Kafaru and um, not the name he, drop or anything. I not an, it was it's not <laughs> I'm kidding, it's not man. A name drop, but just like and it, this is a takeaway. Like use your gear. Like I know Nick didn't have time. He's he's been literally deployed since this hunt. He didn't really have time to get his hands on the gear to load it to to know his gear. So m- takeaway from this is like use your gear 
before the hunt like for sure know it inside and out know how to take that frame apart know how to take your pack apart so when you're loading that animal you're there's no second guessing like, yeah dissect your your yeah. your gear and and know it so there's no questions absolutely because when we put his pack on it was jacked like and, and it was you know at that point we're tired it, it's not like you know skin and elk's hard work too just well, yeah, and where, yeah. where he down, died was easy. not a very pleasant place to die. I mean, he's on a straight yeah, up hillside, tired. and you try moving a full size elk, it ain't happening. So we ended up dropping the front, or Nick. Nick's got back problems as it is, and oh, so even better to throw that. Yeah, oh, man. So that sucks, he put man. his pack on, made it twenty steps, and he's like, he had to eat crow because he's like, I I should have listened to you, man. I should have listened because. Uh, I gotta take this off. I got we gotta we gotta get down to one quarter. And so I took a I took a hind quarter out. He took a front, a head, and a back strap. We hung the rest in a tree. Hold on. You left a back strap in the woods. He well, it was <laughs> it was in the other hind quarter bag. Oh, dude, I would have fished it, it was, out. It, it, it was not. It wasn't. It was not intentional. No, we, no, we no. Thought I thought it was in the front quarter bag. Or no, sorry, it was in the front quarter bag. It it was in the front quarter bag and. Uh, I had the hind quarter. He had the a front quarter, back strap in the head. Yeah. So the plan was hike down the mountain, drop the drop the meat off, turn and burn, come back up. Well, you know, three and a half miles. Like, yeah, no Dude, big deal. Adds up. No big deal. Three yeah. and a half miles until we got back down to the truck and it's like cold beer pretty, sounded pretty damn good. <laughs> so we went back to camp and we're like, okay, well, meat's hung in a tree. It's it's at a good height. We'll come back tomorrow morning. Um, oh god this is where it turns doesn't it it does turn um we hiked up there the next morning and we're pretty positive a bear did it but his, my buddy lost a deer to a bear this year he over in oregon yeah wow. hind, hind quarter a front quarter and a back strap and a back strap that's why you always uh, take the this is a takeaway that? people listen was you going, always take the back like, strap just completely gone game bag one game bag was shredded, hit the, damn the other game one bag was gone. <laughs> there was there was one game bag that was cut open at the bottom and whatever whatever animal it was was huge because bigfoot we had paracord wrapped into around pine branches the par the paracord was sunk in you know how hard pine you're in idaho is, right? though man it could have been a wolf i mean for all you know dude they, yeah because they're could small have been, over there but yeah. where we hung uh -huh. it I, I this this animal that did this had to have been heavy you know how hard pine bark yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Paracord was sunk in an inch and a half in the pine bark. Wow. Bigfoot. Like, this, this animal was big. <laughs> and, I mean, talk about, like, gut-wrenching, make you sick. So, were you guys hunting in an area that, that, that grizzlies are They're, prevalent? Or no? No. I mean, that's a, that's a debate on its own, you know? They're... People, yeah there's a debate on where grizzlies are there we did speak to a few people over there that swear that there are grizzlies in the area but science says that there's not oh and yeah science says a lot of stuff. so science state science, science says, says there's 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 not yeah but um back on losing the the meat you know that's talk about make you sick well, it's not that, not just that. It's not like you guys try. did anything not, wrong. Though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, not gonna like... lie. Like I, I shed a tear for him, man. I like that's a that's a lose right there. Like we we sat on the mountain right next to that tree that his meat was hung in. And, you know, he looked forward to. He is honestly a guy that like he just wants to provide meat. Like 
He doesn't care how big the horns are. He his only he only wants to be successful and to fill his freezer. You know when he has the opportunity yeah. to hunt, and that was that was devastating to him. I mean, not gonna lie, we both cried our you know we cried on the mountain. That, that's that hurts. You know you're talking something you've worked for all year and you lose half of it. So that was a huge upset and. Uh, to go on an even positive or a more positive note, like the next week and a half was pretty bad. <laughs> Just quiet. It, you know, we, we hiked our asses off and we were getting into elk, um, had a, had a few pretty close encounters and, uh, I missed on day six. I took a shot and, uh, hit a limb that I didn't see. So you could have vacationed. I could have vacationed, <laughs> but it happens, man something it wasn't in the cards for me at that point so we how big of a bull was that uh it was a nice bull really really nice bull it was 300 plus or no no he was probably i mean he's a he was a little smaller than mine the, the one i ended up taking and he i i mean i'm not a score guy sure. but i would say like 270 280 okay. it was I mean, a big bull yeah, I was gonna say. No, I mean, absolutely. That's a that's a huge bull. I'm not gonna take yeah, that away lots. from him. But he wasn't 300. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna church him up or anything. He was he's like 270, 280. A bull that I would never pass ever. I'm not yeah. gonna pass. I would, Dude, when I'm in the woods, like four points are 300 inches. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm taking four points. I'm taking. I I said from the get go. I just want to fill a tag. Like my my sole purpose going over there is to fill a tag. So. Um, you know, we were putting on a lot of miles and hiking into places that, I mean, we, there, there was a lot of pressure in our area, um, pretty close to the road system, you know, it was like, you know, you got your locals that hunt like one to two miles from the road. Yeah. So you're pushing three to six miles off the road. Were you guys packed in or no? No, we didn't. We, we actually didn't spike out once this year and that was more of uh that was kind of a decision we made like we're gonna hit different spots every day you know we're gonna hit this spot today and then the next day it whether we seen it whether what we seen or not in there we were gonna try to hit different spots so, so were you guys hunting like spots with a bunch of roads and stuff or what we what were was your guys access we so you'd have we had road access like uh, we had road access but basically any hunting that we did was, I mean, we didn't really consider it hunting until we were like two to three miles in, you know, yeah. a lot of it was walking through, through sage and trying to get into the foothills and into the, into these basins. And that's where we seen the elk, you know, and it, you know, the, the, the hiking to get into these areas was really tough. I mean, we're talking sage, but we're talking like mountain sage, like straight up and down sage. So, uh, yeah, we we did we hunted really hard for the next uh, thirteen days, and you know this is goes this goes down to where mental toughness is something you really got to you got to be mentally tough if you're gonna elk hunt for that long. That's what you were saying. Your buddy like really helped you with this. Yeah, Nick. Nick was. Uh, you know, if he, if he hadn't have been there, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it all to him, because I, I hunted, 
they took two days off. I hunted every single day for 14 days and it takes a toll. It, you know, hundred percent. you start, you start, I don't know how many you guys got kids, but I got, I got two little girls, four and two at home and a wife and you know, day 14, I started to feel it on like day nine. I hear that, man. And yeah. when you start thinking about your kids and you start thinking about the wife and, you know, how much you miss them. And you got to, honestly, you got to, you got to block it out and stay focused on, on the hunt because you came over here to do something. You spend a whole year preparing for something like this. And that's where it's hard though, because then it becomes to the point to where it's like, you, you is gotta, it enjoyable or you is have it, to make yeah. it fun still and that that's a that is a part that i'm still struggling with is like i'm so driven to be successful to bring meat home to uh justify yeah my hunt. time away you yeah. know i'm justifying you know taking two weeks off of work i don't get paid vacation i take two weeks unpaid wow i spend the he money makes a lot to, of money I spend the money to go out of state and do these hunts. I feel bad for you. (laughs) He's like Jesse. Well, Jesse's going to be. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, I I have to justify it. So when I, I feel like, you know, the preparation I put into a hunt, I feel like I have to be successful. And I know that's not the case and people are going to frown upon thinking you have to be successful, but that's how I go into a hunt is I think I have, you know, not oh dude i do I, the same I don't thing. i don't think i earn it like people say well i earned that i don't think that i think you know i prepared i did everything to my best knowledge to prepare for a hunt like this and i i almost expect myself to be successful i think preparation is earning though yeah for sure no. like, you're gonna spend it, that much it time is, but like because you put in like because but you that's scout, not to say that guys that don't that prepare and don't kill something or whatever well dude there's guys every year that don't prepare and they just they're just lucky like sean and jesse like those guys like they don't know anything you guys plan that trip to colorado uh a whole year a whole year like dude a whole year and you guys i'm not gonna give anything away on that because that's that's a podcast we still need to cover but like a whole year like you guys covered that how long did you plan this one a year yeah so like i've been been doing idaho for for four years and like this was a new area so i spent like my my wife, she, God bless her, but she, she, uh, she puts up with a lot of uh, internet scouting in the yeah. evenings and watching videos and, you know, always preparing. Like, I, as soon as I got home, like, I rested for three days, I'm already thinking about next year. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about next year already. Like, any I, wife or girlfriend to a hunter or a guy that fishes, like, yeah. God bless you. Yeah, like, a sh- yeah, sh- quick shout out to all you women out there that we're put a up handful. our crap. 100%, we are a handful. For sure. Oh, man. yeah, absolutely. Like, for we, sure. The, the, we won't even go about what we spend on these kinds of things. Yeah, right. But, dude, don't say I don't want to know. My wife doesn't listen to this, but if she heard that, <laughs> that like, $24, $24 it's pack normal. You it's normal. Every guy does it. Every guy does it. We could be doing crack. Right. That's what yeah, we doing heroin. Things, to yeah, do. It could be yeah. a lot way worse things. So, she doesn't She doesn't take that as like a You know, mental toughness is, is where, like, that's what drove, that's what pushed me through those last, like, six days is, yeah, mental toughness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, day 14. Or, or sorry, day 13. Uh, got a little intel from our buddies over there that were hunting the same area. They were packing up and leaving, and they said that uh, they had heard an elk up in this up in this uh, basin, and they're like, hey, uh, go check it out, you know? I was kind of down and out. I kind of wanted to give up. I, I was really wanting to go home. And 
my buddy talked me into it. He's like, hey, go up there. This bull's hot. Go up there and kill him. Like, just do it. That's what my buddy like, did. That's the only reason it happened. And I, and I made, I almost made almost every excuse to go home. Like, well, I'm tired. Oh, I'm burned out. Like, my legs are shot. Like, I'd gone 14 days, putting 10 to 14 mile days on my legs. I'm tired. Straight up beat up. And I went up there. They talked me to go up there in the afternoon. I walked up there. It was like four four miles in. Uh, fell asleep. There it was, tied to a tree. No, no. <laughs> oh. Fell asleep. Uh, woke up. Started to hike out and bull torched off behind where I'd just come from. So I was like, damn it. Hiked back up there, got in on him. Uh, didn't work out for multiple reasons. Um, I mean, too far, uh, behind a tree, you name it. It was pretty much everything. But uh, hiked off the mountain that night with some with some confidence and a little, you know, a little oomph. Like, yeah. let's let's go. You do know, it's hot. Let's let's go do this tomorrow. Like tomorrow's the last day. Like I, we had one more day after that, but I didn't even want to hunt it. Like, you shoot something on the last day like that. That's that's yeah. a big commitment to packing out an animal, especially where we're at. We're but you're we're there. a long ways in. So, next morning we wake up and we get a mile and a half in, and my hunting partner Nick. He's like, hey, where's your bugle tube? I'm like, I'm not the caller. What do you mean, where's the bugle tube? He's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's at the truck. I'm like, okay, well, sorry, but not sorry. Uh, oh, my God. I'm really tired. You've had two days off. Go get the bugle tube. <laughs> Did he go back and get <laughs> he it? He went and got it, dude. He's wow. a, he is Good so freaking impressive, man. That's he, a good friend right there. That, that is like, he, and he knew I was struggling, like, you know, this this hunt was hard, very, very physically demanding. And I, you know, I didn't tell, I didn't say it like that. Like I, I told him, I was like, Hey dude, if I go down to the truck right now, I'm probably not coming back up. Right. I don't have the energy to do this. And, uh, he trucked down, got the, got the, That's awesome. got the bugle tube, came back up. We got up to the ridge where I seen those elk dump into the night before and, we sat there and glassed, and nothing. We didn't see anything, and it was like, "Where, where are they at?" Like this is pretty open country. There was a pocket of timber down below us, and I was like, "Well, it's this is it or it's not." Yeah. So I took the bugle tube, torch went off, and uh, bull fired off 200 yards below us. Worked down on him, and uh, I'll, I'll give credit to Nick. Nick, Nick called amazing like the I, I don't know if it was just a moment but like he knew this was game time like this was like our this is our first this is our only and last opportunity is what it felt like and he hit it on the button like awesome. hit every note and I, so we're it's kind of the same thing like nick's bowl you know we were working down on him and sitting there we come around a tree and I spotted I spotted the bull and he's he's coming right up the hill. I mean That's the footage that I saw though, right? Yeah, he's yeah, coming yeah, yeah. up That's the hill. Awesome, and so and sweet. what what I'm not saying is like we, we called him a few other times and he's hot. Like he he's pissed. We're in his we're in his country. He's got cows. He's tell you know, you just started a fight and we're not talking like a hundred, two hundred yard parking lot fight. We're talking like straight up in your face. Yeah. I'm I'm poking chest. And he comes he comes in and as he's coming up the hill, you know, we spot him. I drop down to a knee. Nick's filming. Uh, I draw back, and I, I made a mistake that I've 
heard so many people talk about it. And I really kicked myself in the ass and I almost lost it. Um, I didn't stop him. And oh, yeah. he was coming. <laughs> he was coming uphill and walking uh, walking uphill and to our right. So when I took my shot, he was, he's at 40 yards. When I took my shot, not only did he was he walking uphill, but he was still moving. So he was quartered hard. It, it went out behind – it went in about three ribs or three rib, you know, third rib from the back. And it did clip a lung, but it came out and hit a knee or uh, hit his back knee. So all, you know, he whirled, he fell down, you know, it was all high fives and and hugs from there. Super excited, you know, we're on cloud nine, last day bowl. You know, I'm good. And, get and I, and I you know, what I'm not, no, what I'm not, no. or what I forgot, to, what I, what <laughs> I left out is I literally broke down on the mountain that morning, like broke down. I was mentally done. This hunt means so much to me. Like it taught me so much. I, I, I still, I, like, hunt, I get ha hair stand on the back of my neck right now. Just because the story like kind of gave me the chills. It's, it's like, this is a, this hunt this year, I learned so much about myself and, and just people and the woods it, it it surprises me so anyways we're on cloud nine you know we're we're high-fiving we uh we watch him run down and he's hurt he's limping and he's he's kind of doing a, a sway and we're like he's he's going down he's going down and he didn't and he kept going That's and so we 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 did because we didn't know where i hit him we gave him about an hour we sat there, kind of filmed a, a little thing, and uh, we started tracking blood. Blood was excellent from the get-go. Like, we're talking a lot of blood. Big pools of blood, and we're working down on him and uh, tracking him through some brush, and we, we think he's going down because of the amount of blood he spilled. But we, uh, we got down to these willows in the bottom where we thought we heard him crash, and we jump him. And he pops up and he runs, and that was that was heartbreaking to me. Did he spill more blood when he ran though. No, and he ran through like what looked like Alaska. Like we're talking seven foot willows, swamp, something you'd something you'd imagine seeing a moose or grizzly Dungeon. bear in. And we start losing blood. I mean, we're just finding little little drops of blood on these leaves for a mile. And then he pops out into the open, and this is like mossy flats with water, and we like lose blood. We lose blood completely for a good 200 yards. And Nick, you know, I I'm devastated at this time. Like I I swear I put a good shot on him. The footage wasn't that great, but I swore I could have put a good I put a good shot on him. At least where I was aiming, and he's the one who told me he's like, dude. We just gotta keep going. We just gotta keep going. Like you, that hit, you hit him. Like that. You hit him. But you know, in the bottom of my heart, I'm thinking I'm starting to second guess where I put the shot, and I'm starting to second guess is this a flesh wound? You know, I I didn't pay that much attention when I was looking. You know, I'm looking at the blood when I'm up there, and it's a lot of blood. But I'm not like dissecting the too. blood. You know, there's a difference between yeah, lung blood, yeah. flesh wound blood, heart blood. You know, I'm Did starting. You ever find your arrow? I didn't. Really? I did not. Um, I think it might have, 
I, I think it passed through and flung way down the hill though. Oh yeah. Cause he was on a pretty steep incline. Yeah. So we, we lose blood and we're going trying to track him. And, uh, about a mile and a half in is when we jumped him for the second time. And thankfully that this was, uh, he, he kind of killed himself. He was in a, he was in an av- in an avalanche slide where the uh, the trees had been pushed over. I mean, we're talking like six, eight-inch trees had been yeah. pushed over on their sides, and, and he was at the edge of it. But when we jumped him, he uh, he ran through that stuff and opened Just up. Tripped himself up. Opened up his yeah. wounds. He ran about 200 yards. And at this point, I'm just trying to get another arrow in him. Sure. You know, I'm a, this is, this is desperation. This is a, this is a recovery mission at this point. I, yeah. not only that, but we're, we're a long, long ways from the truck and it's like, we got to get, I have to put another arrow in him or. Dude, put an, put another hole in him can make like, it, it, a big it, it difference. can. So. Until they're gone. Yeah. It, we at push, that point, like just throw, it doesn't, to me, at this point, it doesn't <clears> matter where you hit him. Like if you hit him in the ass, like is bad. And I know people are going to be like, why would you do that? Putting another uh, hole in him. You try to finish the animal. Yeah. Off, well, this has been three hours since the first shot, or almost oh, or almost four hours since the first hours. shot. Yeah. That's good. So energy. we're talking like a long time. I this was a recovery mission. I just wanted to get another arrow in him. So we charged in hard, and we got Start in. Start emptying the quiver. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. So we got in on him. We we heard him go down again, and that's when my. That, that's when I really started to feel good about it is, you know, we, unfortunately this animal suffered, but like we pushed him until he couldn't go yeah. and we, we had him cornered. So we sat down and we gave him about 20 minutes. And finally I just, I heard him up there and he, you know, he's doing the, the hard breathing and I can tell he's trying to get up, but he can't. So I dropped my pack and I went up and around and I, I ended up finding him and he had gotten his leg stuck underneath a willow uh, a willow root and I put another arrow in him at like ten yards. He was and that's tough. Man. It was through brush. It wasn't the best shot. I didn't really know where I hit him because all I could see was his head. But I one way or another I found an opening. I wanted I snuck an arrow through there, but the way he his body was cocked, I couldn't tell where I hit. So I wanted to get one more in him. So he wasn't moving. I mean, at this point, he's he's di- he's dead. He's living, but he's dead. So I basically he's not gonna make it. I walked up within point blank of him, and I mean, that's we we have bows and arrows. We're not allowed to discharge a firearm to put an animal down. So I yeah. walked up within point point blank, uh, three yards from him. And put the last shot in him. So and he it, did the right thing. Yeah, and it, you know that was that was hard. And you know when our when our little video comes out, what what you can see, you know, I I don't like doing that. And it's not what I. That's not how I envision this hunt yeah. going. That's well, not, when we practice all year long, man. Like that's that's what we do, and, and it irritates me like every year. I mean, I I love it when I see new people come out and and want to do archery. But, but do don't the, do it a week before season. No, you need to prepare. No. Like we're talking to work at Sportsman's Warehouse. I yeah, do you, so you know all about it. Like oh, yeah. I've had buddies to where it's like, I ask them Find every single week, "Have you been shooting?" And this starts in like 
because I'll take mine when I when I turkey hunt as well. Mm -hmm. But like I ask them, hey, have you been shooting? Hey, have you been shooting? Hey, have you been shooting? And it's like they put it off, put it off. Well, not only shooting, but like, and this is something new for me too. Like I I never done these. I'm talking about these archery shoots during the summertime. Sure. Like this was my first year participating in them in them. And I'll tell you what, like, sounded kind of Canadian when he said that. Get, get your, hey, hey, what's hey, up, get, get your, get your heart rate up and start shooting. Like, there, there's, one, there's a difference between shooting foam flat in your backyard oh, to 100%. doing these pure elevation courses or, or the, uh, or sorry, Northwest Mountain Challenge courses when you're hiking mountains and you're shooting. And you're tired. You're, you're yeah. tired. You're shooting. You're shooting targets that are real life. You know, there, there's pit. You yeah, know. it's all real life scenarios. Uphill, downhill, it's, it's uphill, not flat. it's downhill. Yeah. It's, real life. And I think that helped a lot this year. And I, you know, I've been archery hunting for a long time, but I think just it's never too late to throw another learning. You know, learn learn something new. For sure. And I, I encourage anybody and everybody to get out and do these things because when you're in the situation and you're breathing hard, you know, or you, totally can't train you can't train like you can't the you hardest can't. part but you, you can get close it. to like right. you, you can get like like do what cam haynes does like go and run do a sprint and then grab your bow and try to make a try to make a shot in 30 seconds clean shot clean shot <laughs> 30 seconds yeah. go do a sprint get your it's all about getting your heart rate up because whether we're moving or not when an elk comes in adrenaline kicks in and you're our like i personally i shake I'm not gonna lie. Whether I'm holding a camera or a bow, I'm shaking big huh? time. I didn't have time to think about it this year. All I, all I could think about. And that's actually the best time. It's to, perfect it, it, when you don't have time to yeah. think about it. Is the best. Time. I usually hit this blackout mode. Like honestly, I don't know if that's good or not. But it's like I just go. <laughs> yeah. Not blackout. Everything goes black. I know what red. I'm doing, but like, it just happens. Yeah. Like yeah. you draw back, you hold, and you just pull the trigger, and like it's like. Yeah. You, you don't know, know what you did. Sometimes you're like, I don't even know if I hit him. I don't know what I did. Right. But I did it right, hopefully. Yeah. But 100%, your story is exactly why you, we hunt. You, I mean, yeah. The highs and the lows. I mean, Dude, that's archery hunting. It that went, is hunting yeah. in general. It went yeah, from hunting, the high right? of highs to... To the lowest of to, lows I and mean, then the highest talking, highs again. Yeah, you're you're talking like mentally, like you miss your family and you think you know at, at the point where i thought i had wounded an elk and i lost it that is about the lowest you can get because not only that like you had your opportunity you, you start running things through your head like you had the opportunity you you mess you know you start thinking you yeah, messed where up. did you mess up you start you. second guessing everything you've ever done up leading up to this point and it's like how could i have changed it that's for for four hours that's all i thought about and then we uh you know we ended up harvesting him Packed him out. It was sick. He ended up dying uh, six and a half miles from the truck, up and over, uh, basically a mountain pass. It was uh, twenty five hundred feet elevation up and twenty five hundred feet elevation back down to the truck in a total of six miles. Come to find out, uh, got back to camp later that night. Did a little searching on the on the internet not, not the internet there was, there was a road at the bottom of the drainage i shot him in two miles of flat walking and luckily we only brought <laughs> the hind quarters the back straps and you the head not, out you were not utilizing some onyx huh? right, right i didn't right, have right. that uh, so this is no this, service this is how far away from the area we were even planning on hunting like i was told this and I didn't even have my onyx saved for this area oh, because okay. i never planned on going that far that deep in 
And so when I'm trying to look on my Onyx and it's all fuzzy and stuff because you can't tell <laughs> roads and whatnot. But we got back to camp and I had my Google Earth that had a bunch of stuff saved on it. And we actually found a Forest Service road that came in there. It took us three hours to drive around to it. But it was like three hours to drive around or uh, suffer for six miles. Because we were already dead. Yeah. We, <laughs> he, he died at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We had him packed up by 3.30. And we didn't get back to the truck till 2.30 in the morning. Wow. Wow. And, you know, that just... It, it was tough. I, I'm this tough. This like I said, I'll say it again. This season taught me more about myself and right. the way that I'm gonna hunt That's from what here on should out do for us, though. Than any other season, like it, it's crazy. Like I, you don't know it until you feel it, kind right. of thing. So I think if you're out there just to kill an animal, you're out there for the wrong reasons. You right. are absolutely. Right. I learn a lot about myself I, every and it, season. You know, you think about it, like it, it kind of sounds like it, but. Oh, More than anything, sure. I, I just want to be successful. Like I put a lot of work. I love hunting. I I eat, breathe, and crap hunting. He's addicted. Yeah, he sure uh, is. I'm, <laughs> I'm surely addicted. So then let's let's just wrap this up. Um what I want to hit on is late season. Oh, well, no, not even that. I just want like a takeaway from like so far just this year. Like what's the biggest takeaway? I mean, I kinda can I can hear yours and so I, I just want to see if I'm hearing what you're saying though. So I want to hear a takeaway from from you, and then I also want to kind of hear a takeaway from you, Josh. Like, my takeaway is like, don't give up. Put push your body, put push your body and mind further than you think you can handle, and and it's tough. I'm not gonna lie. Like anybody that's all kind of like Jesse, you can chime in on this too. Like, you you have to be tough mentally. Like you gotta, like you gotta know that there's a potential you're not coming home with anything but at the same time you have to be tough enough to persevere through that and always stay positive it's you got to ride that fine line it's a razorback ridge like you got five minutes of light last five minutes last 10 were you a black tail hunter (laughs) you know well it's just a whole mental toughness game like i mean you can be physically fit but if you ain't got the mental toughness to be able to keep pushing yourself when you're way low and you're not seeing animals it's tough to stay positive. Anybody that elk hunts yeah. knows that. And uh, sorry, my last—it's not really a takeaway, but it's more of a shout out. Like Nick, my hunt, the, my hunt partner this year, like he, like the guy. It sounds a little, a little weird, but the guy was my rock man. Like we tagged out for day <laughs> one with him, but he he was there for me. Like finding a hunting partner that is willing to put in as much work with his tag filled. It as you are and to go day in day out and just keep grinding when he doesn't have to like he's tagged out he didn't have to do that like he could have said heck i'm gonna get i'm gonna go to camp and have fun that's the difference between a good hunting buddy and a friend yeah that's a true testament like he the guy stuck it out with me the entire time and did i mean when i was down Uh he picked me up and you know it, it, it was impressive a hunting partner can literally make or break a hunt. It, it can. And we, we learned man. that this year. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that's my takeaways and my little shout-out to Nick, man. He he's, he's a good dude. For sure. We need to have him on. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, that could be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want him on. I, I'd like to hear his side of the story. Absolutely. Because I think he could probably take away a few more things, like, that he's seen yeah. out of me that yeah. I'm not seeing. You know what I mean? For sure. 
What about, what about you, Josh? You? Uh, my takeaway, and I've been telling myself this for years, is like, so my dad grew up hunting where we hunted. I mean, so it's hard to leave, you know? You just get yeah. stuck. I mean, you've been yeah. hunting there forever. It's like... <laughs> my old man still does that. We're going back to the same place. Yep. We're going to hunt the same Beating areas. Beating that dead horse. We're just going to keep beating it up. And don't be afraid to look for other areas and scout other areas, obviously. I mean, like the scouting that I did in the area that we always hunted was great. I learned more about the elk in that area than I ever have. But do not be afraid to go look for new areas. 100%. Awesome. I'm kind of, there's yeah, tons I'm, of new areas. I'm with you on that. Like, we're, There's plenty of elk in the state of Washington. I mean, or Idaho. You never, or know, Idaho, you never know when you're going to run into the next hunting hole. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. That's right. exactly it. Like we kind of have our little our thing going. By this time next year, I'll let you know if I ran into a honey hole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and even if you do, you'll find another one. There's and always better ones. I'll tell you where it's at. Oh, come yeah. on, Josh. She'll spill the beans. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm in the process of trying to talk my dad into, you know, expand. We've, we've hunted the same same area yeah. for the last 20 years. I mean, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm lucky. Like, I'm lucky to be able to hunt with my old man. I know that everybody doesn't have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you talk about Nick, and my dad doesn't necessarily lift me up when I'm down. He tells yeah, like, to quit pick being, it up. Quit being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then, so so here in closing, though, I, I just want to take like a quick second. And I do like, I mean, Veterans Day was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they recognized it on Monday. But I do want to say uh, thank you to all the men and women. Thank you, guys. Here in our country that, yeah. that give us yeah. give us the right and the ability to go out and do this. I, I am really, really big on our veterans. Um, and I just, I wanted to take time and say thank you. And I know all the guys here, they, they agree with me. Sean, I know is yeah, probably sure. going to listen to this. He's going to, he would 100%. say the same thing. So I just, I just want to say thank you in closing. Absolutely. So I thank, thank you, you to, to all buddy, of Nick. you. And yeah, and definitely thank you, Nick. And we want to have you on as well. And then also in closing, you guys, um, if you guys like this podcast, make sure you guys are clicking the subscribe button. Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Give us, give us some love. Tell us what you guys want to hear. Tell and us comment. what you want to Yes, comment. Tell us comment. What, what you want to like, hear. Like, tell if you if you want to be on here. Like, we'll, we'll get you on. We'll do something. Like, we want to interact with you guys. So, just show us some love and and let us know what you guys think. So, with that, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to Josh, Andrew, Phil. Jesse, uh, glad to see that you're back on here, brother, and uh, I hope to see everybody later. Oh, Jesse, where are you at right now? Talk to you guys later. I am going past the Dallas Dam right now. Oh, you're almost home, Oh, you're almost home. I just made that drive. You're almost home. All right, man. We'll drive safe. Drive safe. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Yeah.